Welcome to Self-Confidence Unboxed, Owning Your Truth. I'm here to demystify self-confidence, break through the BS and hacks, and get to the heart of what is holding you back. By owning and living your truth, you show up more confident, self-assured, empowered in your relationships, work, and life. But what if you can play bigger in your life, make an impact rather than just sitting on the sidelines to get out of your own head and into your life? I'm your host, Angela Powell. Let's get started. Well, hello there and welcome back. How are you guys doing? I am doing pretty good. I actually got stung by a yellow jacket yesterday. I wanted to enjoy the wonderful weather. And uh, so I went to this local venue and I sat outside and apparently yellow jackets liked my glass of wine and my pizza and one landed on my shirt and oh my gosh, I happened to brush against it and I ended up getting myself stung. And I don't know if y'all have seen me on the socials. I posted on there like, yep, this is what happened. And then the next day is huge. And I don't know about you guys, if you've ever been stung like that before, but it has grown, it's hot, it's hard. And um, yeah, it's annoying as crap. It is so itchy. But anyway, um, I digress. I wanted to be able to kind of share that with you, see what's going on with you guys. I hope that you guys are doing so much better than I am um, in light of um, my little sting. So anyway, I wanted to talk to you guys about um, the types of confidence. I've had a lot of conversations recently about confidence and what that looks like what it it shows up as how you can start being able to change and be aware of it because sometimes we just exist and I wanted to go over that with you guys um even those that know about the coaching and I've had conversations about people that are um in counseling or are also coaches or just people that are in the dealing with self-help. I love talking to clients about the books that they're reading and everything like that. And they all have this missing links in understanding what confidence is, what it looks like, and the steps that we can start doing to be able to gain that. And y'all are here. Y'all know what's going on. I'm a confidence coach. This is what I do. This is what I do to be able to help you because I've been there. I've done that. I've been on both sides. And I want to end up telling you a little bit about my journey through this and also the different types of that. So let's just go ahead, get settled in and let's talk. This is going to be a little bit of a doozy. So first, let's talk about the types of confidence. Now, confidence is like what you know you can do. It's what you're proficient at. It's what you can handle um, if there's any curveballs with what you're proficient at. Um, you're even able to get, you know, you're able to think on your feet. That could be your job or driving or cooking or changing a diaper for everything. At first you were nervous. You didn't know what you were doing, but then as you get to know the car and as you get to know how the handle and the, the, everything becomes rote 
And when you're driving, that's how you can be able to go from point A to point B and drive because not only do you know your route, but you also don't even have to think about too much about what you're doing. The same thing with, I'm also a hairstylist. So whenever I'm super confident now, whenever someone comes in my chair, the way that I see and address hair and do with that is shape and form. And then the way that I ask questions, I want them to be able to tell me how they want it to look. And then that tells me how to be able to cut it because of my experience within that. But I remember back whenever I was first getting to know how to cut hair. And I knew that I didn't know enough whenever I ended up graduating hair school. And so I went to an apprenticeship program. Guys, I wanted to puke the whole time that I was cutting people's hair, but I had to fake it till I make it. And honestly, I really hate that phrase now. But I at the time I was I was just faithing it till I make it fake it till you make it whatever. I I believe that I would learn. And that was what got me through. And so we'll return to this a little later. But as I end up learning and getting that experience, then my I had muscle memory and now I know and I don't really have to think it just is. It just is a part of me. It's my operating system within that. So that is confidence. It's focused on the knowledge that of what you can do your proficiency at that, um, and that sort of thing. And then with that knowledge can come build self-confidence because then when people come in my chair, man, I got this. No worries. I mean, part of my uh, tagline and my description on the website of the salon that I'm at is that I love a challenge. Bring me a challenge. I love that. And so I know that I can handle anything. I will figure it out. And that is where self-confidence comes in. Self-confidence is the belief within myself that I can be able to figure it out. That it's the belief and the thoughts about myself. It's your beliefs about yourself, your abilities, your love ability, your emotional state, and how you are emotionally. It is your thoughts and beliefs about who you are, your true essence. Um, and then also the very facets about you, the worthiness, the enoughness about you, and knowing that you can handle anything that comes your way. Honestly, for me, I still sometimes it keeps coming up every now and again in different areas of my life that I'm learning to grow in that I don't know how to do that yet. My enoughness that I feel that I'm lacking. I'm not enough. I don't know enough. I can't do enough to be able to be enough in this one area. But I know of myself. I will be able to figure it out. And then at the other side of that, figuring it out and doing it and have the experience of showing up for myself, then the enoughness comes, then the worthiness comes. But sometimes we tend to really focus on the um, 
not enoughness, the unworthiness that we have lacking within us. And, you know, that was me. I was completely felt so unworthy, so unlovable. And whenever I started really trying to work on and change my thoughts about myself and accept me, I'm weird. I'm goofy. I, I have no filter. I say things and that sort of thing. And people are shocked. And I go, yep, you're welcome. Never a dull moment with me because I'm not going to apologize for who I am and how my brain works and how my brain has no filter for my <laughs> for my mouth. It really isn't. I actually have to really try to work on my filter whenever I'm on the podcast, not of filtering who I am, but filtering the um, cursing that I tend to do a lot of sometimes. So I get really excited and then it's just like, Bleh. anyway, so I just let a little of it sprinkle in. But anyway, going back to your self-confidence is to, again, knowing that you can handle anything because you're willing to feel anything. I was so afraid of feelings. I was so afraid of feeling any negative feelings because I was afraid it was going to end up pushing me into depression or that sort of thing. But I did not realize that my feelings were directed and created by my thoughts. And so the emotional adulthood that would come from me learning to accept myself and knowing that I can handle anything that I don't blame other people for how I feel because now I know that no one can make me feel any way. No one can make me say or do anything because they have no power over me. I only have power over me and how I feel and my life. And so that in itself, just getting an inkling of that is so empowering to be able to understand and hone that in and then be able to embrace that. Holy shit. See, cursing can't help it. <laughs> but there's also another side and this is false confidence. This is false confidence is based on things outside of you. It is the chasing of the ideal image. It is labels that you put on yourself, that you're a wife, that it's your identity that you end up having confidence in, such as being a wife, a parent, a daughter, positions or clubs that you're in, your job, the money that you have or that you don't have that defines you. And the, the things that are, that you have or don't have, or the things that you can be or do for others. This is all identity based. This is based in the ideal image because we don't know ourselves enough that we have to be able to look to please other people. And within that, and that is actually 
so much insecurity, but we are so focused on the outside that we don't allow any light to shine on the inside of who we are. So we only have this facade and everything else is, is basically empty because we don't know who we are. We haven't embraced who we are. And when we don't embrace who we are, we can't show up confidently. You know, ask yourself in this false confidence, if, if it went away, would you still feel that you can still be you? I'm going to probably guess no. Because whenever I ended up going through a divorce, I was no longer a wife. The divorce was messy. My kids moved up to Pennsylvania and I didn't have my kids. Months before that, my dad had passed away. So I wasn't my daddy's little girl anymore. I was, but you know, he wasn't there. And um, I had lost my job. I didn't have all the identifiers of who I thought I was that I could rely on to say that this is me, that I am confident in that. And it went away. And I was this walking void. Would you feel lost or alone if that happened to you? If your identifiers, if the identity of who you are, that you relied on the outside things to create your identity, would that leave you feeling lost? Would that create an identity crisis? Maybe you're going through that right now. But I'm going to tell you, those, even though we put a lot of weight on those in the beginning, to be able to know that you can be able to start again from scratch is huge. And that is to start with the belief and to get to know who you are, what impact you want to end up making in the world, how you want to, who you want to become, what you like, what you don't like, what passions would you like? So many of my clients, they go through a loss and they just don't know what they want. They don't know how it is because they focused and put wholly themselves in being someone for someone else, changing who they are, doing for that and putting what they want on a shelf. And that brings me to this is that this is where we are most of the time is that we are so conditioned from birth that our parents and our teachers perpetuate the, the societal norms that we need to follow. This little check the boxes, tick all the boxes, be normal, be productive. And that's where the shoulds enter into our world and the have tos and the need tos. Here's the thing, guys, these rules, these manuals, these beliefs, these stories that we follow and that we, um, believe we don't have to. We don't, we, we don't have to. These are just thoughts someone made up. And sometimes we just blindly and openly follow them because that's what our guardians, our leaders told us to do. But I'm going to tell you, when that happens, when we lead that and we follow these rules, these manuals, these beliefs, these stories, 
And that doesn't leave room for us. If we just blatantly open and follow those, that doesn't leave room for us to be able to choose who we are and, and get to know who we are and to accept that because we're trying to fit ourselves into these societal norms, these boxes that we have. Now, I'm not saying that that is bad. I'm not saying that that is wrong in any case. What I'm asking and what I'm offering is that you actually take a moment to see if that lines up with what you want, who you are. You'll know if it lines up with you because you have this sureness about it that you're like, yep, that rings true for me. Or you might have this little itch or little fidget to you because it just doesn't fit right. Like that shirt that you bought last week and it just doesn't fit right. You like the color. You like the way it looked on the mannequin, but you don't like it on you. You don't have to wear it. You don't have to take these rules and these manuals and these beliefs. And people are starting to wake up and understand this. And there is this wonderful shift that's going on. But we tend to blindly see that and look and go, oh, that's nice for them. But I'm asking and offering you to be able to take a moment and pause and look at yourself. This is the work that I do because it's important. We have such a high rate of depression and anxiety and eating disorders and all the things There's this cognitive dissonance from what the social norms are, these boxes that we must tick, and then who we are, and we put that on the shelf, and we put that away. The same thing with the patriarchy and and all, all the misogyny and everything else that is happening that was is baked into the system, but we just kind of smile and go, oh, it is what it is. And we just go about our business blindly following that. But no longer, we don't have to. I'm giving you permission. I'm giving you permission to be able to call that out. Sorry, I got on my soapbox, but I thought I got so impassioned, I had to end up sharing that. So when we when we follow those, you know, they're made up. And we tick all the boxes. And we go to school, we get the job. And We do all the things that we're supposed to do. We get married. We have the kids. Again, not saying that's wrong. I did that. But at the same time, while I was having the kids, as parents, if you were a parent, you'll know that you put your needs and wants aside so that you could be able to give all to your children. But what happens when your child grows up and leaves And then all of a sudden you go, whoa, who am I? Because you're no longer a mother that takes care of her child right then and there. That's in front of you because your child has flown the coop. And you're either going to celebrate it because you know and know who you are and what you want, or you're willing to figure it out and forge boldly into the space of the unknown or it really doesn't mind fuck on you 
and you don't know who you are and you don't know what you're going to end up doing and you don't know what you like. And so then you look at your spouse to fulfill that. And I'm sorry, but your spouse is probably dealing with the same thing. They don't know who they want. They've been working and doing the parenting thing and all of that. And then that's why there's so much divorce that's happening. But if we could take a moment and really before it gets too late, or even if you're in that situation right now, it's never too late. Be able to look inside your brain and I will tell you how to be able to end up giving you at least the first step for you to be able to understand and know the interconnectivity. But this is the work that I do, guys. This is what I do. I help people be able to get clarity of their life, of who they are, and then also clarity of what they want for their life and the impact that they want to create. I help them find freedom within themselves to where they can end up showing up completely as their true self and not have to chase an ideal image and not have to rely on the false confidence, but know that they can be able to handle anything that can come their way. Even if their life goes topsy-turvy, they can be able to take care of it. So what I'm suggesting, what I'm offering to you is that we go that we're normally going through the motions and we find ourselves at the crossroads and we like, we're feeling like we have to, that we have to choose as we're growing up and, and as we're taking off all the boxes that we have to choose between what we want versus what we should do. We go head first, a hundred percent in the pursuit of happiness while all the while we are putting away, discarding, denying of who we are, what we want and what we need. And we put that in so that we can give fully to that other person. And while we end up doing that, we then start to lose ourselves. And that's where we get in that position of what I was talking about before when our kid goes away. When our parents pass away, when we lose our job, when we end up getting a divorce, or when our spouse or loved one dies, it makes us stop and ponder and question, wait, what the hell? But again, I'm not saying that that is wrong. What I'm offering is that we do some thinking about that we are doing all the right things with quotations, but then we find ourselves so unhappy, so depressed, and just living with anxiety and feeling so unworthy and not enough. And what that looks like is that we binge on Netflix, we binge eat, we overeat, we overdrink, we overwork, we overschedule ourselves to numb the pain and to fill the void. Maybe that's you. I know I've been guilty of that. One day, usually, when there is that loss of that divorce that I talked about, the death or the, uh, the job loss, or even getting older, or having kids go off to college or get married. And then we look around and we go, oh, fuck, what? How did I get here? And then you start questioning your life and what you like 
and then you realize that you've been numbing this and numbing and living a life of being numb for so long that you don't even know who you are anymore. You've grown. Life has changed. But that's where you can end up going through. And you remember that the last time that you were present and present with yourself and the last time that you were feeling free and confident and hopeful. So you try and go back to that, that thing that you did to reignite that spark. Maybe you are letting flirting with a coworker and that kind of strokes your ego and you don't feel so old anymore. You feel wanted and you feel loved because there's that void that you have, that enoughness. You're questioning your lovability because you've put all the things of you on a shelf, put away to the side, save it for later, put a pin in it. But now you're trying everything. You're, you're still trying to be focused on those outward things and your outward self. And they give you that momentary satisfaction or even not at all. You'll find yourself so unsatisfied with it. And you check. Yep. The void's still there. You're constantly trying all the things, changing the circumstances, changing the partner, buying the things, eating the things, losing the weight from all the years of you numbing yourself with all the food. And you're throwing yourself into that social activities, but nope, still that nagging void. Now, remember whenever we talked about self-confidence, the key is the thoughts about you, right? The belief about yourself, about how you feel about yourself. Now, what does self-confidence actually look like? What are the characteristics? Well, it could be quiet and self-assured. There's an ease about you, or you can be loud and boisterous. There's no set characteristic for this, but these are a lot of the common ones. They don't blame when you have confidence. You don't blame the circumstances or people for your life or your feelings or your choices. You own them. You don't get rattled or ruffled easy. And if you do, it doesn't stay long. And you don't stay in the dump. You're authentic and genuine. You lift and lift up and encourage others. You're owning who you are and what you say and what you do. You display compassion. They display compassion. You're passionate and curious. And you don't follow the status quo. And you're not afraid to admit when you're wrong or when you need help. And confidence, it feels grounded, feels calm, a sense of freedom, a clarity, a clear sense of self, knowing that you can feel any emotion in any situation and you'll be okay and you'll figure it out. You'll have your own back and you'll own who you are even when you don't say or do the normal things or the right things. 
You may even have all the confidence in the world in all these other areas, but you may be hesitant and you may flounder and you may struggle in other areas. And that is when you start to seek help. Can you see where you are? Can you see yourself in any of those with having confidence or things that you want to be able to feel and have? Now, if you're listening to this, you probably know that you want or you need more confidence. You probably have tried all the things. You've bought all the things, did all the courses, and you've changed all the things, right? Or you're still working on it. But now you're ready for something different. That's where coaching can help. This is where I come in. This is something that I help and I teach my clients. So let's think about that. Let's go over something that I end up teaching my clients. I teach them to test the thought. So you have a circumstance and all of a sudden you become aware of a feeling, right? Well, then I want you to stop and I want you to scan your body. How do you feel? Why do you feel that way? What was the thought right before that feeling? That is a thought that gives the, the feeling weight, that gives the circumstance weight and meaning. How did you react when you had that feeling? And how was the thought after that? How did that come out? What did you say to yourself? When you end up are aware and you see this change in how this is all interconnected, how the circumstance is neutral, it is always going to be neutral. And we live so blindly and we just react to our feelings that we don't recognize that it's the thought that assigns it a meaning. A meaning is a thought. And that thought, that meaning creates feelings in your body. And then you react out of habit or emotion, or you may respond with more thought and deliberateness, but it's an action in action that happens. And then it gives you those results. If you've been with me for at any time, you, this is not the first time that you've heard this. Does that thought that you've, that you thought about that circumstance when you did that, did it create a cascading effect? Did it pile on more and more of the same kind of thoughts and feelings to where now you're just smothered by the self-condemnation, the self-spiral shame, the shame spiral, as I would put it? If it does, that's completely natural. This is how we're wired. We're actually wired like this. Our brains are always on the lookout for perceived dangers. And then the cascading effect creates this barrier that keeps us to where we don't venture out of the cave. This is our caveman brain thinking. But then when you start to notice that wakes up our prefrontal cortex to be able to see and think and plan And now you're going to be able to start to notice that the feelings that you get around that circumstance and when you pause and you find that thought that created that feeling, that gave that circumstance meaning, that is when you have that first huge step that you've taken 
to start making changes where it counts in confidence in your brain. It's your brain and you get to be able to manage it and direct it. And this is how I end up helping helping my clients. This is how I help my clients be able to take back the power that we have abdicated to others by blaming the circumstance, by blaming other people for how we feel and how we react. And instead, we can actually have the empowerment and the freedom and the clarity and the peace and calm that comes with managing our mind and being able to move forward and know who we are so that we can be confident. This is the work that I do with you guys. And I would love to be able to hear back from you. I would love for you to find me on the socials at Angela Powell Coaching, both on Instagram and on Facebook. Find where I have put this podcast in and advertised so that it was out and put your little note underneath there. Tell me how this helped you. Tell me the aha that you came back from it. If you would like more and be able to see how I could be able to help you and you want to end up getting that confidence and you know that this is the work that you want to do, I invite you to go to AngelaPowellCoaching.com forward slash get started. Get set up with an epiphany call. Thank you so much for joining me today. This has been wonderful. I am so happy to be here. Y'all. Have a fantastic fucking day. Bye, guys. Thank you for joining me today. I really enjoy being able to connect with you. If this is something that resonated with you, then please do leave a comment down below on the podcast. Also, it helps me be able to reach more people. If there is someone that could be able to help with stepping out of the sidelines and into their life and growing some self-confidence, please do go ahead and share that. If you would like to be able to work one-on-one with me, go to AngelaPowell.com and be able to navigate through there and reach out to me there. Or you can DM me at Angela Powell Coaching on Instagram and on Facebook. All right, guys, y'all have a great day and uh, go forth and be awesome.